for me, I personally believe that relationships um, supersede business. And so you just never know. I had someone come to an event who needed a doctor and we were able to refer her a doctor. So this is about life. This is about relationships. This is about personal and professional growth. You are listening to Amplify Your Success Podcast, episode 360. And today we've got some power networking tips even if you find yourself to be more introverted. You ready for this? Let's get started. Welcome to the Amplify Your Success Podcast. Get ready to ramp up your revenue, amplify your impact, and make your mark in the world. This is the show for experts, thought leaders, and service professionals who want to shatter their limits and achieve that next level. You're going to find out from other experts and influencers how they made it. Now, let's get amplified. Hey there, inspired entrepreneurs and business leaders. It's your host, Melanie Benson, and I am an authority amplifier and possibility igniter for expert-based entrepreneurs. And our guest today is going to share a little bit about how to build a network and to do networking type events, even if you consider yourself to be an introvert or you're a little more shy. And, you know, it's interesting listening to the conversation between uh, my guest and I, because I would consider myself to be more shy. But the difference is I learned skills like we're going to talk about today to help me have a way to connect with people in those uh, live experiences. And so it served me very, very well. As a matter of fact, it's opened up, it's allowed me to open up a lot of collaborative uh, experiences over the years that have helped me boost my business and tap into what I would consider to be a um, million dollar visibility stream. I just love talking about this million dollar visibility stream. And it's part of what my seven step guide reveals to you because it's a lot of work to build your own network. It is a lot of work to find collaborations. It's a lot of work to get visible, right? Uh, and, and so people often like to find ways to shorten that process and to accelerate their path to being in front of aligned audiences of ideal clients. And if you find yourself in that situation, we have recently done a facelift or refreshed the seven-step framework to borrow access to million-dollar visibility streams. And this is the same framework I have used over and over and over again that has added way over a million dollars in revenue to my business. Uh, it has shortened my path to getting really profitable visibility opportunities. And I would like to share it with you. It is my gift. Just head over to amplifywithmelanie.com and download the free resource. I'll also link that up in the show notes for you. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back amplifiers. Today I have a special guest joining us. We're talking about how introverts have a unique power when networking. And I cannot wait for this conversation. Let me introduce you to our guest, Giovanna Allen. She commands attention as the creator and chief visionary officer of Twisted Networking, an internationally recognized business networking organization. Giovanna's mission is to teach people how to become skillful at building relationships that result in both personal and professional growth. 
Her book, The Introvert's Guide to Becoming a Master Networker, is garnering much publicity as a must-read for entrepreneurs, startups, small business owners, network marketers, and sales teams. And one of the things I found really unique and super cool about Javonia is she has three adopted sons and currently lives in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. How do you like living in Playa del Carmen, Javonia? Oh, first, I want to thank you for having me, Melanie. Um, I'm excited to be here with you. And Playa del Carmen is absolutely amazing. I've been here for 14 months, um, mm. 10 of them alone. So it's been quite the adventure. I love it. Oh, wow. How fun. I, I mean, I have so many friends that have moved into places like Mexico, and they're just like, come, it's so beautiful. And I just think it's such a fun adventure to be able to pick wherever we want to live and be able to work wherever we live now. It's just, it's really great. We have so many options that we didn't used to have 20 years ago. Definitely. It's been wonderful. You know, think about it. We actually didn't even have good internet back then, right? There's some areas that still struggle with internet here. Sometimes it goes in and out, but for the most part, it's good. And yeah, back then, no, no good internet at all. Yeah. I mean, when I started my business 22 years ago, I was on dial-up. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> whenever my internet gets a little bit slow and we're like on the fastest internet that's out there in the world, I'm like, oh yeah, remember you started your business on dial-up and you figured it out. So we're all good. We are. <laughs> Well, we're talking about networking today and this idea, and, and some it sounds like you come from experience, that introverts bring something really unique to the networking table. But before, I, I got to ask you a question before that. And I'm going to assume that since you're focused on introverts, would you consider yourself an introvert? Definitely. I am a 100% introvert. I spend 80% of my time alone and 20% with people. Um, when I'm with people, it is extremely draining for me. It takes a lot of energy away. Um, so I, I really enjoy my solitude. So when I take tests, I am 100% introvert, but I've learned over the years how to balance my introvertism with actually engaging with people. So I can kind of waver on the ambivert scale now. Yeah, I think I, I I lean more introvert than extrovert. I would say I'm probably am amnivert as well. Amnivert is that how you say it? Ambivert. Ambivert, right? Mm -hmm. I'm probably more that myself. And what I I'm really curious about because when I'm in my introverted self, networking is so hard for me. I literally want to go like hang out in my hotel room and like order room service. <laughs> And my more extroverted friends were like, where'd Melanie go? Where, where'd she, she was just here. She's gone. But it sounds like you found a way to bring that introverted energy into a strength in the networking. And I cannot wait to hear. Tell me a little bit about what those unique strengths are. And I want you to know, and for the listeners, that it's perfectly normal to want to stay in your room. <laughs> um, I had a networking event a little while ago, a virtual one, and one of the guests was about eight minutes late, and she said she was sweeping her floor. That felt more interesting than coming to a networking event, but she, she decided to come. And so for me, I attended a lot of networking events, and they were uncomfortable. They were exhausting. I... I 
did not want to be there. However, I learned that that was the way that people were making money. I learned that that was the way that people were getting the information that they needed. I learned that that was the way that people were serving the world. And so in order for me to serve the world, to live out my wildest dreams, like being here in Mexico, I needed to learn how to harness the power of networking. And it would require me to overcome some of those challenges within myself as an introvert. But I was willing to go on that journey because, you know, there's things that I need to accomplish. And I know that there's other people that need someone like me to help them accomplish their goals as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to unpack this a little bit more because the idea that an introvert brings a strength to the networking table is so fascinating to me. Like, what would you say is that unique strength that they they uniquely have? I think one of our biggest strengths is that we listen more than we speak. And in building relationships and getting to know people, it's all about listening to them. You know, I like the expression, you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Um, I've been in rooms where the extroverts, and I love extroverts, most of my friends are extroverts, but they love to talk more and they'd rather be the center of attention. They love all eyes on them and they want everybody to hear what they have to say. But when you're in that mode, you miss out on everybody else. And as introverts, we're very intuitive. So we're reading the room. We're looking at the other people. We're reading body language. We're not just focused on ourselves. We're also focused on the other people. And that's powerful in building relationships. Yeah, that's well said. And maybe that's why I find myself uncomfortable is I feel like I'm being talked at a lot instead of talked with. Exactly. Yeah. And I am a deep connector. So for me, I'm looking for connection. Yeah. And I, as an introvert, that's where I come alive. Definitely. And also in our society, we're taught that the, the one with the biggest mouth wins. Mm. <laughs> However, that is not true. The less you talk, the more you win. <laughs> because you're listening to other people. You're learning from other people. The more you're talking, the less you're learning. And so as introverts, um, if we switch our mindset and realize that that is a gift rather than something negative, we excel. Well, whether you go to networking or you are in a relationship or you have children or you coach people, what Javonia just said, like apply it to everything. (laughs) Because to me, that's the secret sauce of relationship success is be a good listener. So I think you're onto something really important and valuable across the table there. So let's paint a picture. Uh, Let's say, you know, I'm more introverted And I am going to go to a networking experience, whether it's in person or maybe in a virtual environment, which we do so much more of these days. What is one of your favorite techniques to like overcome that anxiety and that discomfort that comes up for so many people? Well, one of my favorite things that has helped me so much is being prepared. Um, 
You need to know what to expect. And so I, I recently released my digital course called Networking School, just to help people who are starting out on the networking scene. And in the course, I talk about your powerful marketing script, which is typically known as your 60-second commercial. However, there, there's an extra thing in it that I add that makes it a powerful script rather than just a 60-second commercial. So um, for people who are starting out, I think you need to know what you're going to say ahead of time. Um, you should also know where you're going to go, do some research on the events. Don't just show up blindly because you will be surprised. So do some research on your events. Um, expect to follow up with people afterwards because it's not just the event. It's more than just the event. The event is just the introduction and polish up on your smile. <laughs> That's my biggest tip. Like your smile speaks volumes. If you smile, um, it's the universal language. And I know when you go to events, you might feel nervous and everything, but you can just smile and that will just change, change the relationships, change how people respond to you. But you might have to practice that a little bit. Hmm. So I think this is really sage wisdom, um, especially the smile part, because the smile is is charming. You know, it's it, it opens you up rather than making you feel closed off to other people. And I think a lot of us, like we process in our head. And so when we're in our head, like we don't necessarily think about smiling. And I, I, I was always told I had resting bitch face, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like I was just, I was just thinking. And, and I, and I just that smile really creates a connection. And I think that connection makes it easier for people to want to introduce themselves and say hi. That is so true. I recently spoke for um, Black Enterprise Magazine in Las Vegas at their Women of Power um, Summit. And that was the first thing I said. There's a lot of women around here walking. I see you walking in the hallways with that RBF face. Fix it. <laughs> Fix I it. said it out loud. You gave it a good acronym. <laughs> Hopefully you know, I don't have to change the rating of the show for that one. <laughs> No, it's okay. No, it's okay. okay, good. But yeah, you know, we have to be conscious of what we portray on our face because mm -hmm. that's the first thing people see. First impressions are everything. And if you smile, that breaks down the fences and it's actually healthier for you. You know, you exude, exude positive energy when you're smiling, even if you got craziness going on in your head. So something that, you know, I've had to work on and practice, but I've come to love it and to learn that it's a powerful asset that I have. Mm. You know, I think it'd be really interesting to hear the types of networking opportunities you see emerging for people right now, because I think sometimes people don't realize there are networking opportunities when they are present because their brain is in another gear. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so I'm curious, like, where do you see some of the most poignant places to show up and be, you know, a connector to be willing to connect with other people right now? Um, I am a big proponent on finding in-person or virtual networking events. Uh, you have to seek them out. They're not going to find you. Uh, you can talk to your friends, your neighbors, your PTO, um, school, different events. However, I think we need to be um, intentional about finding networking events. And so there's, you know, your local chamber of commerce might have some events going on. Um, there's different things like Toastmasters. I have Twisted Networking, which we started as in-person events, but we do virtual events now. Um, I'm trying to work my way back to in-person. I just haven't gotten there yet. 
but if you Google networking events in your area, I think it's something that we need to be conscious about doing it at least once a month. You need to go out there and meet some people who are not in your normal circle. Um, there's leads groups, associations, open networking. There's a lot of things. If you just Google networking events near me, there's a lot of opportunities for people, especially now, because we need to come back from being in isolation from COVID. We need to learn how to get out there and network again. And, you know, I like to tell people money comes from people. So if you're in business and you're not talking to anybody, you're not going to make any money. Yeah. <laughs> so you need to get out and connect and, you know, finding these type of events is easy. You just have to be intentional about looking for them. Okay, I want to unpack that before, but before we wrap up this one piece, uh, I want to add to your great, very comprehensive list. Uh, when you go to events where you're going to learn something, how powerful mm -hmm. the connections are in those rooms. And to, I think a lot of people like they show up, they go to sit at their seat, they take the notes, they learn from the trainers in front of the room or the, the guest speaker, but then they don't really recognize like everyone else in that room is there to learn as well. Those are great networking opportunities. I have met some of the most extraordinary connections that have been lifelong friends and supporters and cross promoters for me, just simply networking and connecting at um, live trainings and workshops and, you know, events of that nature too. That's awesome. I think I'm going to add that to the revision of my book. I'm going to make sure I add that in there. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. so thank you for that tip. Of course, of course. Uh, yeah, I could I could jam with you on that one all day. Like I think even like the podcast interview is a networking opportunity, even though it's one on one. And you know, anyway, I'm I'm really big on on the collaboration opportunities that emerge in everyday conversations. Okay, you mentioned a keyword a minute ago, and I want to unpack that. And that is, you know, money comes from people. And so, you know, we're talking about networking, but I think it'd be worth diving into that and like how the networking we do in these spaces can translate to meaningful results in our business or in the work we do in the world. Can you share a little bit about how you've seen that unfold for people that are using the techniques that you teach around um, networking? Definitely. Um, you know, I have several women who have come to my events, the networking events with Twisted Networking, and they say how much their business has grown. Um, they've met these people that they would not ordinarily have met. And it's not necessarily the person that you meet with that is going to be your client. It's going to be someone that they know. But if you don't meet them, you're not going to meet their network. And so um, I had one lady, she's a Mary Kay rep, uh, retired, and she's like, my business has grown 25% just by coming to your events. Um, and, you know, to hear that, it's like, okay, she understands. And it's not just coming to the event. It's also meeting with the people outside of the event. You know, sometimes we come to events and we, we're there, we enjoy them great, but that's where it ends. However, you need to build the relationship outside of the event as well. Um, one of my other clients right now, she her business is booming, her coaching business, because she shows up monthly to the networking events. And so for other people, I want when they come to networking events, you come to meet people, to talk to people, to build relationships. And ultimately, those relationships will translate into business growth personal growth. You know, I met someone from a networking event who taught my sons how to tie a Windsor knot. So it's not always just money. Well, we made a lot of money together too, but, <laughs> <laughs> you 
you know, he learned, he taught my sons how to do that as well. And so relationships lend into money because people do business with people they know, like, and trust. They have to know you first, then they have to like you, and then they will trust you. Yeah. And sometimes you don't know in the moment that you're going to need that resource or you're going to have that problem or you're going to have a friend that has that problem. But having the network to turn to is a way to like cultivate resourcefulness. So it's there when you need it. Exactly. Um, In my book, there's a quote um, in chapter five by Dave Delaney. And he says, everyone should build their network before they need it. Build it before you need it. So when you're in a crisis, it's too late. You know, when the lights are getting turned off, it's too late to build a network. So you should always be building your network so that you'll you'll have people there to support you when you need them. Okay. I want to take this one step deeper because this is pure gold that we're digging into right here. I mean, I'm all for networking. I think connections are the lifeblood of business. And like there is a way to connect with your network to make Mm -hmm. sure that you're the one they turn to when they need your support. Right. And so I'm curious, like, what do you teach people that like gets people to actually refer you when somebody's got that problem? Well, I make sure that I'm always top of mind. Um, I, I build relationships. Like if someone comes to my mind, I will send them a text message right now. Hey, I was thinking of you. Um, I write handwritten notes to people just so that they know, well, Giovanna took it a step further. I'm important to her. I'll send you a text message. I connect with you on social media. I like, follow, share. Um, I just want you to know that I am here for you. And when you're there for someone, when someone needs you that they know, they're going to think of you. They're not going to just say, oh, Giovanna just wants money. She just needs a client. They're going to say, Giovanna genuinely cared about me. She thought about me. And oh, I know so-and-so who needs to go to a networking event. I should refer them to Giovanna. You know, I know so-and-so who needs help with their business or they need some networking support. They should buy this book. I'm going to gift them this book that Giovanna wrote. And so I just think that we need to make sure that we're staying in contact with people. Yes, lives are busy. We have a lot going on. But, you know, that that time you're sitting scrolling through social media, you could be sending someone a message saying, hey, I was thinking about you. Hmm. Yeah. So it's that personal touch and being always top of mind, I guess you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and And being intentional about that and not just assuming people are going to remember you just because you're in a networking experience with them. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have one more question I want to get into here. And I I know this has been a challenge for me. Mm-hmm. I have clients who shared this is a challenge for them over the years. And I would just imagine maybe as a more introverted person that maybe there's some uh, mindset stuff that comes up about this. And that is, how do you follow up in a way with people you meet so it feels good, it feels authentic, and it doesn't, you know, I think some people are worried they're going to be seen as like too hungry or like, oh my God, that person's so annoying. They're always following up with me. I know you shared the personal touch piece, but like, do you have some rules of, you know, the game, so to speak, of how to follow up in a way that makes it easy, but, you know, it's authentic and it feels good to people? First 24 to 48 hours of meeting someone, even if it's 
someone you met on the street that gave you their business card, you met someone in the grocery store, you had their, con their contact information, you should send them a message. Hey, it was great to meet you. Please don't say, hey, it was great to meet you. Here's my Calendly link. Let's get together for a virtual. Just, hey, it was nice to meet you. <laughs> That's the first one. Now, if they respond, then you say, hey, let's get together for a virtual coffee. Maybe we can talk business. Maybe we'll be able to refer each other. Um, the sales pitch right off the rip is eternal. And you have to put yourself in other people's shoes as well. Uh, you ever get that cold message on LinkedIn that's like 10 paragraphs long. Hey, buy my this, sign up for that. Nobody likes that. So don't be that person. So within the first 24 to 48 hours, send a nice, kind message. If this person is someone you think that could be a good um, ally for you, connect with them on social media, follow them, learn about them, schedule to have a meeting, leave your sales pitch behind, just get to meet somebody. And then the sales pitch comes along. I remember when I was in sales and marketing and they said five to seven touches before you make a sale. Some people will buy early. But I've always thought, okay, five to seven times I get to build the like, no trust factor before this person is going to buy so that they don't feel uncomfortable and I don't feel uncomfortable either. Yeah, I think that five to seven touch rule is super valuable, bringing that into the conversation and, and to know that it's okay to reach out and have some kind of connection that many times before you like are going to maybe see anything emerge from it. I actually had somebody who I knew for five years and we kind of had these random like, hey, how's it going interactions. And, you know, we'd gotten online a couple of times and chatted here, chatted there. And it wasn't for five years till something kind of popped mm -hmm. and we're like, oh, now we see what we're meant to do together. Exactly. And to me, I'm willing to play the long game. Exactly. If you're in business and you're passionate about what you do, you have to be willing to play the long game as well. Um, one of my clients right now, I'm editing her manuscript and she and I have known each other well over 10 years and she's written a book and here we are. We've never, we were in a similar business, so we couldn't do business with each other. Um, but now we're able to make money together. She comes to my networking events. I refer her people. She refers me people after 10 years. And so you definitely have to be in it for the long haul. And if you're not, that's okay too. <laughs> that's okay too. It's just a different dynamic, right? It's a, uh -huh. it's a different way of approaching it. And um, yeah, you just have to know that there's all types, there's all, all speeds and not to expect everybody to operate at the same speed, I guess is what you're saying. That's true. And, that, and with relationships, for me, I personally believe that relationships um, supersede business. And so you just never know. I had someone come to an event who needed a doctor and we were able to refer her a doctor. So this is about life. This is about relationships. This is about personal and professional growth. Hmm. I love that. So many great examples. Um, I would love it if you would share a resource or a way that somebody could dig deeper into this with you, because I know so many people, they just kind of freeze up when they go to networking and, you know, having some kind of guide or process or something would be super valuable. What would be a, a great first resource to share with them? Um, first, you can go to my website, javanya.com. 
And there you can get my book, The Introvert's Guide to Becoming a Master Networker. You can join me on a virtual Twisted Networking event. I'd love to welcome you. We keep our group small and intimate on, on purpose. I'm very intentional about that because it is an introvert-friendly event. I have Networking School, which is my digital course. That's a, also on my website. And I think we're giving away um, the freebie, Javania.com. Is that yes? Is that you got your top 15 networking questions. Yes, my top 15 networking questions. They can find that at javanya.com forward slash top 15. Yeah. And what are they going to find in the networking questions? I mean, I know the title's kind of obvious, but is there anything kind of super intriguing about that that they should be looking for? Just know that relationship building questions essentially have nothing to do with business. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to get to know somebody, you need to know who they are as a person. And some of the questions that we like to ask is, oh, like today I asked the gentleman, what, what is uh, one of the most adventurous things you've ever done? And he lit up. He told me about gliding and we were able to build this relationship just by that one question. So there's questions in there that some of us need to ask ourselves first so that we can get in touch with who we are. We can bring out our joys and we can share those with other people. So the questions are not how many clients do you need? What's the name of your business? It's none of that. It's who are you, Melanie, as a person? And um, how, do, how do I help you? And how do we help each other? So they're really intriguing questions in there that you'll enjoy. All right. So I don't normally do this, but I have a, a follow-up question that I want to ask before I move to my fun questions. What is the most ineffective or off-putting networking question that is popular and you think people should stop doing? How much money do you make? <laughs> Actually, I said it in, in networking. People ask that. How much money do you make? Oh my goodness. What? Are you making six figures? Like, oh my. <laughs> am I making? No, I'm making seven. I'm making eight. How about that? <laughs> so, yeah, just the money questions because everybody's not money motivated, you know? So that's. That, that's not a relationship building question at all. So no. don't ask people that. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll share one. And I don't know how this fits in with your um, teachings. So hopefully not uh, steering people away from what you teach. But I, I find the question asked too early, how can I support you? Um, mm -hmm. A little bit of a struggle. Because if I don't know what you do and we're not in that space, like I'm not, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I don't know yet. And I like when people are willing to be helpful, but I, I feel like that has to be placed very uh, strategically for it to be the right question to ask. So that's my take on it. I totally agree. It, it's the like, no trust. You can't support me if I don't like you <laughs> or if I don't trust you. Uh, just because we met at this event doesn't mean that I like you. <laughs> just because I took your business card doesn't mean that you like me. So I totally agree with you. You have to use questions strategically. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad we were in sync on that. I had a feeling we might be. <laughs> yes, totally okay. So this is the time in our conversation. I like to kind of get to know you as a person a little bit more and like find out a little bit about your journey. I always like to ask my guests, what is the boldest thing you've done since starting your business that amplified the income and impact 
of your business? Definitely writing my book, The Introvert's Guide to Becoming a Master Networker. I never dreamt of being an author. I talk to people who say, I've always wanted to write a book. I'm, I'm on my 15th book. And I'm like, I never thought of Javanya and writing a book. I buy books. I read books. But I don't write books. So when my business coach was like, Javanya, you should write a book. I was like, me? No way. And But I took on the challenge. I wrote the book. I self-published the book. And since then, I've been interviewed twice on CNBC. My, um, yes, yes. It's been exciting. I've been flown to Vegas to speak at a conference. My interviews have been translated into over a dozen languages just from writing the book. And so that was very bold of me to do that. And I self-published. I know a lot of people are anti-self-publishing, but I wanted to learn that process. So to be, have been able to do that, to me, that was bold and daring. And on a personal note, I just want to add, like, moving here to Mexico, uprooting my life. I came here December 2021, just on vacation, and in April, I moved. And I'd like to tell people that this was the best decision that I've made for Javania in a long time. You know, I've made decisions for my mom, for my dad, for my kids, for my ex-husband, but this one was for me. And it just has revolutionized the way that I see life, the way that I do business. And it was definitely a bold move. Mm, I love that you had a double uh, bold there. That's so cool. And I, I mean, I think moving outside of the country would be bold for me, for sure. And so thank you for sharing that part of your journey with us. Uh, last question. Looking from today back towards the beginning of this business, what is one thing you wish you would have done sooner? Because now you know how impactful it was going to be. Hmm. I would have embraced being an introvert earlier. Um, in the beginning, I was very uncomfortable with myself. I felt like something was wrong with me. Why couldn't I be like this person? How come I wasn't making sales as fast as they are? Why am I not in front of the room like they are? However, um, in my journey, I'm still here and they're not. <laughs> so um, I've learned that had I embraced who I was and stopped comparing myself to other people and realizing that being an introvert is an amazing thing. We're great at relationships. If I would have realized that earlier, I probably would have been further along, but I believe I'm where I'm at for a reason. And I'm happy to be where I am today. That is so lovely. And I, I honestly, I think we all have our own unique superpowers. And we when do. we compare ourselves, it's just poison. It's poison, poison to our brain. It's poison to our motivation. Really embracing and leveraging and like unleashing those unique superpowers. That's what makes us unstoppable. That's what makes us remarkable. Yes, I love Thank it. Thank you for sharing that. That's so brilliant. Oh, this you. has been such a pleasure. Thank you for joining us here today. And I hope you all, as you're listening in, whether you see yourself as an introvert or an extrovert, there's something that you're going to learn from Javonia's tips. Go get her uh, top 15 networking questions. We'll link them up in the show notes for you and make a commitment to go build your network a little bit more this month. Thank you, Javanya. Thank you for having me, Melanie. Thanks for tuning in today, Amplifier. Be sure to join us right now in the Amplify Your Authority community at authorityamplifiers.com and I'll share my seven proven tips to be a highly paid expert that stands out in a crowded market. 
Plus, we're going to keep this conversation going. And I want to hear from you how you're going to amplify your authority and make a greater impact. Before you go, please take a minute to give our show and our guests some love over on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe, rate, and review. Leave your full name and I'll spotlight you and your authority on social media.